This is Rivers to Resilience. The podcast where we educate, inspire, motivate and transform you and your teams on your journey to emotional resilience. We hear stories and advice from leaders and experts, allowing you to harness their wisdom with transformational, evidence-based strategies to building emotional resilience. Join accredited cognitive behavioural psychotherapist and author Martina Witter as she deep dives into all aspects of resilience building, whilst also helping you to crush stress and improve and retain your performance, productivity and profits. That's here on Rivers to Resilience. Today's Rivers to Resilience is going to be discussing and exploring quiet quitting. It's been all over social media, it's been on TikTok and Twitter, and everyone's talking about it. So what we want to do is explore it in the context of resilience and thinking about what is it that is actually driving this quiet quitting in 2022? What is driving employees to quietly quit? So you might be sat there listening and thinking, what is quiet quitting? I've not heard of it. Well, listen up. So you've probably heard of parallel parking or quiet loitering, but maybe not quiet quitting. So what it in, what, what quiet quitting involves is when um, employees or individuals in an organisation, when they can, their morale tends to, to kind of decline and that results in employees gradually disengaging, switching off from their work over time without formally resigning. So essentially, they're doing the bare minimum in the workplace just to get by. So mentally, their employees are just disengaged for a range of, of factors. So for some young, for, for some individuals, they might just be disengaged with the work tasks and responsibilities. They might be disengaged with their employees. And they also may start just doing less work and the quality of their work could be impacted because of this. Employees tend to quit their jobs after performing only what they're expected to do. And this is having a huge impact, a vast impact on the British economy. And quiet quitting isn't new. There's a lot of research that that, that, that um, addresses this and highlights that there's been different periods of time where quiet quitting has been on the rise. So at the moment, some companies are losing 20%. Yes, 20% of their employees' annual salaries through quietly quitting. And the UK economy is losing $340 billion annually. So this is something that we need to talk about. And the reason why is that it needs to be addressed is because there's clearly a link between quiet quitting, resilience, and well-being as well. So if you're an employer, if you're a manager and you're struggling to, to um, kind of address this with your, with your team or employee, what I'll be doing today is sharing three tips which will help you as a manager, as an organisation to address this confidently. And also just to consider the role that resilience may play in this concept of quiet quitting. 
So this is primarily happening amongst Gen Z and millennials, but it's not strictly applicable only to these, these groups. And a lot of it is linked with the economic turmoil. It's also linked with the cost of living crisis. We know that work and the workplace has changed over the past year as a result of the of the pandemic. A lot more people are working remotely or there's hybrid working roles have changed in this digital age. And some of these changes will have contributed to some individuals and some employees feeling disengaged from their work. And that can also be a consequence of burnout, maybe feeling underappreciated, because research shows that research and just from case studies and talking to people, that burnout is on the rise. It was it was it was horrific during the, the pandemic, but it, it it's continuing to to increase because of the pressures that employees are facing. There's the financial pressures. Because of the cost of living crisis, we know that utility bills have tripled, but our incomes haven't tripled. So you've got to think about, as an organisation, how can you help your employees to feel more engaged and acknowledge external factors that may be resulting and contributing towards quiet quitting? So what I want you just to consider is, in your workplace or for your employees, What's triggering that quiet quitting? And every organisation is diff different. Change can be occurring, change in roles, change in targets, change of responsibilities, maybe smaller teams. Therefore, your, your employees may be feeling more stressed. So you've got to, I guess, as an organisation, acknowledge the challenge and become self-aware rather than avoid, face it head on in order to come up with a strategy which can counter that quite quitting and help your employees to feel more engaged within within the organization so organizational change is a large trigger antecedent for quiet quitting whether it might be a change in leadership changing uh, managers changing roles a merger or acquisition or something just totally um entirely different that can be disruptive and unsettling for employees all of that's uncertainty and they can maybe they can feel potentially overlooked if they haven't been consulted with that process so is that what's happening in your organization if not i want you just to take some time pause the podcast and just think about what is it that is causing quiet quitting in your organization have you seen the the, the signs of that amongst your employees or maybe you're maybe you're an employee maybe you're experiencing it so I want you just to think about what is triggering it what is causing it why are you feeling disengaged why are you doing I guess as little as possible what is it that that that's actually triggering that so it's really important to acknowledge what's driving it in order for you to consider the solution, because it will be a different solution for different organisations. So the three solutions that I'm going to share with you now are primarily for organisations, but also it's still relatable to and applicable if you're 
if you're someone who's thinking about quite quitting, maybe because you don't feel that your values are aligned with your with your organization. So the first way to deal with quiet quitting is to consider career development or career progression. So as an employer or as a HR professional or department, what I want you to consider and think about is, is there sufficient career development or progression for your employees? Is there a clear path? for career development and progression, or is it limited? If it's there, is there clarity? Do employees know how to develop in their career, develop their skills? Are these discussions taking place in line management? Is it being communicated clearly? So focusing on career development, progression, that will result in enhancing employee engagement which can help to counter quiet quitting. Because if you feel that within an organization that there are opportunities to develop, of course, you're going to stay in the organization. And for me, you know, historically, I worked in the the NHS. And for me to develop in my career, I moved across the NHS. That's what helped me to stay engaged in my role. So even thinking about upcoming opportunities and sharing this with your employees can help them to feel more engaged and that will improve performance and productivity. And also it can help with with boosting resilience as well. So career development and progression, ensuring that, that your employees have career development and progression. And also just thinking about employee benefits, what can help to allow your employees, staff to feel more engaged. So what can you do? Do you need to have a chat with your employees? Do you need to speak with HR? Does it do these opportunities need to be more visible? Do more emails need to be shared with your employees? And another solution to quiet quitting links with career development and progression but it's also it's training because training can prepare you for career development and progression so investing in training that can facilitate employees growth it can also help them to feel valued within the organization because they're being invested in and offering training that employees can pursue will also contribute to them experiencing a greater sense of commitment to the organization. So it's important to recognize that rewarding employees' contributions in the organization can reinforce their achievements and help them to feel more engaged and less likely to quiet quit, less likely to be disengaged, less likely just to give the bare minimum in their role. If they feel that they're being seen and heard, that will increase their engagement, increase their performance and increase their productivity. Find out what training do they want to attend? Do you have a training budget? Does that need to be prioritised? Because what you've got to consider is the financial ramifications of quiet quitting. So career development and progressing is one solution. Also training. And the final solution is 
investing in the well-being of your employees. So when I refer to, to well-being, I'm referring to it in a holistic sense. So investing in the physical well-being of your employees. So maybe focused on maybe health initiatives, their mental well-being and the financial well-being. And this was all explored when I attended the, the CIPD annual conference this year, which was fantastic in Manchester. And they were looking at one of the seminars that I went to was, was exploring the role of ESG and also looking at how some organisations have successfully used employee benefits to enhance employee engagement. So exploring these well-being initiatives can help your employees to feel more engaged. It can counter the stress and the burnout that a lot of individuals are experiencing. And research shows us there's a new article published from the Health and Safety Executive this year focusing on work-related ill health and injuries. And it highlights that there's been an increase and a rise in burnout and stress, 36.8 million working days lost because of work-related ill health which ultimately is affecting the bottom line and stress and poor mental health is the number one cause of work-related ill health. And that is having an impact on, on the economy and it's likely to be having an impact upon your organisation. So thinking about how can you create a wellbeing strategy? Do you have a wellbeing strategy? Is wellbeing prioritised? Is it mainly physical health? Or are you actually considering mental well-being and financial well-being? Because all of these areas have an impact upon your employees' engagement and can contribute towards them considering leaving. And you've got to think about what are your competitors offering? What are other organizations offering? And how can you how can you ensure that you're adding value to your employees in these challenging and unprecedented times? As I shared earlier, remote working, hybrid working, all of these changes to the workplace are having an impact. It works for some individuals. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone. And with the cost of living crisis now, although initially remote and hybrid working was working for a lot, what you've got to consider is that those who are working remotely, that actually that can place a financial burden and pressure on these individuals because of the the increase in in uh, utility bills so these are the practical things so how can you help your employees with this through looking at well-being that can help to build resilience it will help individuals it will help your employees to navigate through challenges and not adversity and advantage, to find advantage in adversity. And this is essentially what our Rivers to Resilience model is all about. It's all about helping you through our seven Rivers to Resilience to navigate challenges and setbacks. And self-awareness is the first strategy. So what I want you just to think about is, in terms of the well-being of your employees and the support that you're providing them with, how would you rate the effectiveness of it on a scale of 0 to 10, with 10 being that, yeah, totally achieved it, your employees are engaged, they're using all the support that's available. Five would be moderate, zero would be not at all. 
if you're scrolling at the lower end and you need a bit of support, just drop us, um, you know, drop, drop, drop us a line and let's have a chat. The Rivers to Resilience model is very effective in building personal resilience, but also as a manager, equipping you with the skills and tools to support your employees as well. And if in terms of the well-being, once you address that, that can help to reduce quiet quitting because your employees feel more engaged and more more supported and more able, more adept in just dealing with those daily challenges that they're facing in their personal life and in their professional life. And this will help to improve employee morale, motivation and productivity and investing in mental well-being. There's a strong business case because so many employees are struggling with with burnout and the estimated numbers in in, in Great Britain suffering with a work-related illness is 1.8 million and that is individuals that are struggling with stress depression depression and anxiety making up half of those cases to nearly a million employees are struggling with stress depression and anxiety so it has to be addressed otherwise it is going to affect your bottom line So, Mike, the question that I'm asking you is, what are you going to do based upon the three strategies that I've shared with you around dealing with quiet quitting? So consider career development and progression. Think about training. And then also what well-being initiatives have you got in place to support your employees to prevent them from getting to that stage where they're disengaged and quietly quitting and doing the, the bare minimum? And maybe just having conversations with your employees would be a great solution, a great strategy. Don't underestimate the power of of your employee feeling heard and seen. Everyone needs to be validated. And it's important to remember that we're all in the... um, We're all in the storm in terms of the financial challenges that the, the UK is experiencing. We're all in the same storm, but we're all in different boats and it's affecting people in different ways. So acknowledging that is really powerful and empowering for employees. So think about how you can do that. It's so important. It's so critical. And that can prevent some of your employees from disengaging and from leaving their jobs. And that can shift their mindset if they know that change is on the horizon. So what I want you to do as a manager, as a leader, is just think about what small changes can you make? And it might be just, you know, asking your your employee, how are you feeling? How is it going? Or how can I help? Asking the right questions will provide you with the right information that you need. It's been fantastic having you join me on today's podcast if you've got any questions or any feedback feel free to drop them in the comments and I look forward to and I nearly forgot we're launching our stress busters for success another program that we deliver and this is all about helping you to crush stress and to soar as as a leader and a manager so if that's something that you're interested in 
feel free to drop us a, a message and we'll leave the link in the comments. Have a fantastic evening and see you all soon. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Rivers to Resilience. To keep up to date, connect with us online at www.rafatherapyservices.com and on all social media platforms. It's your time to be revived, restored and refocused.